I'm Rose Skeeters, host of From Borderline to Beautiful, a show about hope and recovery for BPD. Hello and welcome to another episode of From Borderline to Beautiful. I just wanted to thank everybody who reached out saying they enjoyed last week's episode. So originally I was going to have Jay on and I will definitely do that. But because I had so many responses and questions about the revving up that occurs with borderline personality disorder and that sort of like emotionally intense mindset, I just wanted to address some of them for this week. There's always so many things to talk about that it's hard to know which one to pick sometimes. So keep sending in your questions and rest assured we will absolutely cover everything at some point in the future. <laughs> everything. A hyperbole. Another thing I wanted to talk about before I jumped into the content of the episode is the groups. So I'm having two coaching groups coming up in October, starting on October 8th. And I wanted to thank everybody who sent in an application. I had an overwhelmingly positive response to the group. And I'm just so happy and grateful to you guys as a community. And we're going to be starting that up. And both of those groups are full or there's a waiting list. I have a couple people I'm waiting on for the 11 o'clock spot. I wanted to say that because I know that there were also a lot of people who couldn't afford to join the group. It is a time-intensive group, so it's expensive because we spend seven days a week every day connecting with each other in, a, in addition to um, contact with me as well as an hour and a half on that, you know, in that group time. So what I wanted to do is offer something that wasn't as expensive, but was also a group and that wasn't as time intensive. So please keep an eye out on the website and on our social media accounts, because I'm going to be offering family sessions as well as group process sessions that are more pay as you go so that if you couldn't afford the more intensive group setting that you can do like a one once and done kind of group just to process to ask questions and to really connect with the community so that's going to be coming up over the next several months if you're still wanting a spot in the intensive group, you have until October 1st to put in an application. I am going to be running more groups than just those two Friday time slots after this group series is over. I would like to be doing this intensive everyday group coaching, like the one on the website now, kind of on an ongoing rolling basis. So just to sum up, we have family groups and pay as you go and then pay as you go sort of uh, process groups rather than having like actual structured treatment groups that I'm doing. So hopefully that answers some questions for some of you that had concerns about the cost and I would love to see you there. Look for that over the next few weeks. All right, so let's get into revving up. Last week, I talked about the way our emotions work and how we kind of rev up as time progresses through the day about certain things. Maybe we have a thought and we think, ooh, I really love this. Oh my gosh, I'm trying to think of something that I've done lately. Yes, protein powder. <laughs> so 
I like this protein powder called Little Buff Protein Cakes. They're so good. So not getting paid for this advertisement at all. These, but they're awesome. So you want to check check it out. I genuinely love this product. It, they have like these little silicone containers that you mix up this protein cake with. Anyway, so I really like it. And I had this thought like, oh, I love this flavor. I'm going to go on the website and I'm going to get all these other flavors. I'm going to go get this shirt. And I ended up like having in my cart all of the flavors, all of the quote unquote icings, this like cashew, but made with cashew butter and two t-shirts, a fork and some containers. And then I <laughs> X'd out of the website realizing, oh, I'm revving up. So revving up is something that doesn't just occur within an episode. So there are, are a few things I wanted to address. One thing is sadness. A lot of people have reached out and asked me about sadness and feeling empty and how that relates to, you know, this revving up that's experienced. And, you know, this sadness that you experience within the context of having borderline personality disorder is something that, you know, like if you're just hanging out, in other words, and you just start feeling sad, right? Never happened like where your day is fine or you think everything's fine, but yet you just start feeling sad. Well, sometimes we rev up in the opposite direction. Like if we're just sitting around and we have excess energy, we can start feeling a little sad and then melancholy and just feeling like something's off or wrong. So you want to start to apply the revving up that I was talking about last week to all things happening. Even if you're sitting there and you're thinking to yourself, why do I feel so empty and sad right now? There's nothing wrong. Well, you might want to check in with yourself and see, have I exercised today? Have I moved my body even? Have I done anything that would expend energy? Have I done anything that my brain and body both would work together to be mindful with? Have I connected with the world around me? If the answer is no, that sadness could be coming from a revving down, right? A similar kind of revving, but due to having a lot of energy and not a lot going on. So it's just something you have to continue to be aware of. I know that revving up is something that I do. So Lately, my schedule has changed because we're homeschooling my son, which I'm incredibly blessed to be able to do that. It's awesome. So I'm the other day, actually it was yesterday, I look at Jay and I'm like, I don't, I just feel like I'm not doing something because I'm sitting and doing school. And so I'm like revving up and like going around the house and doing the dishes and doing this and doing that and replying to emails and, you know, trying to do all these scheduling type things, like figuring out other activities and things that I can do during the time where I'm waiting for him to finish the assignments. Then I take a step back and I realize, well, wait a second. You don't have to rev up right now there. You can take a step back and sort of expend some energy. I had been sitting down all day. So it took that level of self-awareness for me to take a step back, check in with myself and say, am I creating a problem that doesn't exist? Some, there are some days where I would love the space to just do the dishes because things get really busy when you own your own business. 
And then when I'm given the space, it's not good enough. And I'm sure a lot of you can relate to that, but that's because I'm revving. So what did I do? I went, I worked out, and then I was calm. And I took into account all of the things that I was grateful for. And I was able to reach out to people that I hadn't been able to reach out to and make phone calls to people that I hadn't been able to because I had been just so busy for so long. So that being said, I want you to start thinking about everything in your life as a revving, whether it be revving up or revving down, and really stop assigning the revving that I talked about to just episodes. That's one of the most common things I'm seeing is that people assume that it's just part of an episode, right? And it's not. It really exists all the time. You know, when you have a personality trait, remember I talked about trait versus state? It's something that's carried with you. It's a part of you. So when you rev and you don't recognize you're revving, you know, you start to think that things come out of nowhere, like feeling empty comes out of nowhere. My stress yesterday I was referencing comes out of nowhere, but it doesn't. And so if you can't recognize that this kind of revving is happening for you, then you will start to attach emotion to it. Like if I look at yesterday and the stress that I was ex- or trying to experience or that revving, I could have thought, oh, I'm not doing enough, or I'm not good enough, or things have to be bigger, or I have to start a new project, or I can start saying, like, I feel anxious, or I feel I could start with nervous, and then anxious, and then scared, and then terrified, right? So revving, and revving, and revving, and revving, and revving. It's just such a common and sort of easy way to take just a normal day where you have excess energy, and you don't quite know what to do with it, and make it into a situation where there are so many emotions attached to the situation that you feel ill or mentally ill or sick or like you're going to have a panic attack or like something is wrong. So just some things to think about. Okay. Another thing I wanted to address today that was a common question I received in emails was about the reason for revving. So when, well, not necessarily the reason for revving, I'm not saying that correctly, but I'm saying like when you're looking at why you would want to stop revving, like let's look at this badminton example, the crushing the birdie example that I gave in last week's episode, if you were listening. One of the reasons why it was so disturbing to me, even prior to that incident, to engage in these kind of revved up actions is because my intentions weren't being seen. My intentions when we were playing badminton weren't to win and to destroy the birdie and to be the best at badminton and to be overly competitive and intense. My intention was to connect with my family in a new game and to have fun. But my behaviors, they didn't add up to that. My actions didn't add up to that. And that's the problem with revving. Even yesterday, I give you this example of me having more space in my day while LJ is doing his homeschool assignments to like do dishes, things like that. And I start creating these problems, right? And creating these stressors before I took a step back and said, wait a minute, wait a minute, this is a good thing. How can I expend this energy? So my intention is to 
be able to fill my time and to be able to connect with my son and to be able to homeschool him and educate him and teach him things that he didn't learn over the years. But if my behavior is, oh my gosh, I'm stressed out because I'm not doing enough and I'm not worthy and I'm not good enough and et cetera, et cetera, right? Like rev, rev, rev. Then my intention is washed away. The only thing people will see is my behavior. If I think of episodes that I've had or that I've heard of other people have, if my behavior is telling you who you can visit, let's say you're my favorite host, my favorite person, right? If I if my behavior is I'm going to tell you where you can go, who you can visit, what activity you can do, on what days you can do it, and if you don't do the things that I say, then I'm going to tell you that you're going to leave me or reject me or abandon me. Then what that behavior looks like is tyranny. And a lot of people, they don't like that I say that. They say it's harsh. I understand it's harsh. The reason that it's harsh is because your behaviors aren't matching your intensity. One of the reasons I love working with people with borderline personality disorder is because we are well-intentioned people. And our intention is not to hurt other people. Quite the opposite, actually. But when you're looking at this revving up, what I want you to start to connect is the fact that your intention, they don't always match your behavior. And if our intentions and our behavior don't match, then other people are going to see us for what our behavior is showing them and not for who we are and what we want to convey. Very important there. Again, your intentions and your actions, your behaviors, they have to match. Our behaviors and our actions also show people what we prioritize. So if, you know, I'm really looking forward to going on a date with Jay, let's say on Friday, and we're supposed to go to this fancy Italian restaurant and he's been promising me and I'm just so excited. I can't wait to go. And then he calls me and he's like, my brother really wants me to go and, and hang out with him. And we just moved to Michigan and I want to go and hang out with him. This is like a made up example right now, but let's say this happens, right? I know this happens to a lot of my clients where they had plans to go somewhere with their partner and then those plans are derailed. So let's say in my example, Jay calls and, you know, he's, he's like calling or texting me. He's like, I, you know, I really want to do this, right? Well, let's say my gut reaction is, but I, I'm been looking forward to this. I already bought a dress. I already, you know, got a babysitter, right? That's my gut reaction. And I might start saying some other things like you, you don't care about date night as much as I do, right? So my intention in this scenario isn't to prevent him from hanging out with his brother. It's not to prevent him from having a good life. It's not to take away his individuality. But unfortunately, the behaviors that I'm engaging in, that's what they say. They tell him in this scenario that... I don't care and I don't want to honor the relationship with his brother and that all I care about is myself. But if I'm revved up, I'm not thinking of that because remember that switch? It turns off. And now all I'm thinking about is the fact that I don't get to go on my date. And all he sees is a selfish person who can't 
be happy for him that he can connect with his brother and just reschedule the date. So think about that in your own life. Are people seeing your intentions or are they seeing the behaviors that you're engaging in from revving up? If you looked at all of the behaviors that you engaged in, would you be able to see, like if you looked at yourself from the outside looking in, would you be able to see your true intentions and your own priorities? Or would you only be able to see the dysfunction and the disorder and the selfish nature that comes along with having this revving up happen? So when you experience this revving up and you start to bring it into your awareness or revving down, right? Just this excess energy that's like going and going and going. You start to bring that into your awareness, then you can better recognize it so that when it occurs in relationship with someone else, that you can take a step back and think to myself, think to yourself, excuse me, what are my intentions? Is what I'm about to do right now going to show this person that I am scared to lose them, that I love them, or is what I'm about to do right now going to show this person that I'll do anything to get what I want, that I would even be willing to take away their own sense of individuality and to force them to take care of my emotions? And what do my behaviors, the behaviors I'm about to engage in, what do they tell the person I'm in relationship with that I prioritize, myself, our relationship, them? And you really want to take a step back and start to convey your intention. Define your behavior is something that Jay has said a lot on previous episodes. That's important to do. Let's say you had a big weekend planned and you're supposed to go to your you know, partner's family event and it had been planned for a long time, and you'd canceled on, on them in the past, but you had a paper due, and you had to write this, you know, 20-page paper, and you procrastinated, and, you know, on the day before you're supposed to leave for this event, you tell your partner that you can't go, and you start getting really upset, and then you spend the whole weekend, instead of doing the paper, just feeling guilty and feeling shameful. So you send a text to the family, I'm sorry, I can't make it, so you just kind of beat yourself up for it, Right? So to your partner and his family, the behavior was that you texted and bailed at the last minute and that's what they saw. But your intention was to get your paper done on time. So if you don't explain your behavior, explain what your intention is. And if you fall prey or victim, let's say, to this revving up, then the people that you're in relationship with, they're only seeing that dysfunction. They're only seeing that, that behavior, right? It would be better if you had said during this weekend example, right? If you had said, I'm so sorry, I'm not able to make it. I know I bowed on you in the past. And what I want you to know is, is it's not that I don't respect you. It's not that I don't respect your time, but it's just actually that I have this paper to do. And I'm working on bettering myself. And so in order to better myself, I need to reschedule this with you. Is there anything I can send with my partner, food or a beverage or a card or a gift or anything that I can do from afar to make this better? And will you forgive me and can we reschedule? That then defines the behavior. I need to do this for me. 
I don't disrespect you and your time. I'm sorry for bailing. And then you create this positive interaction. And then you don't have to spend all weekend feeling guilty and shameful because you canceled. You just told the truth. And you didn't say anything like, I have borderline personality disorder and I couldn't. Nope, you're saying your intentions. And you're conveying that and communicating that in a clear way. So that's really the bulk of the episode this week. In addition to the revving up, you want to define your behavior. If we go back to me crushing that birdie as an example, right? When it hit, when I broke it, I didn't, I did say, you know, like I'm not angry or upset. And sometimes I have to say that, you know, if I'm like running around the house, I will, and like Jay will look at me and he's like, oh no, he'll go, oh no, here we go as a joke. And I'll kind of laugh and we'll joke with each other and I'll go, no, 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 no. Everything is fine. I'm just on a mission right now. I am doing blah, 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 blah because of, I will define my behavior so that he doesn't see my hurriedness, my rushing, you know, as in, you know, a revving up into an episode or as something negative. I'll go, I'm okay. I'm having a great day. I'm just revved or I'm okay. I'm having a great day. I'm just busy. Right. Or I'll say, he'll, I said uh, the other night, he's like, what? I said, what do you want for dinner? He goes, a salad. I'm like, okay, well, I'm not going to make a salad, salads for us for dinner tonight because I don't have the time to cut up all the vegetables, but I want to do that for you because I know that that's his favorite side dish. He loves salad. I said, so I'll do it tomorrow night. So in, in the past, I would have been like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you would ask me to do that. I don't have time. I was out tired. Right. And then we'd get into an argument and, you know, he would feel that behavior would display that I don't care about him, that I asked him a question that I really didn't want an answer to, all kinds of things. Right. So I will define what I'm doing. I will define why I'm doing that. So the people in my life that love me know what my intentions are, even if I'm acting like, you know, hurried or crazy, I say. Right. The revving up can sometimes look crazy. If you could see me, my hands are like going and going and going, right? To find your behavior. Sometimes my son will look at me and he'll see this like contorted look on my face and he'll go, what's wrong? What's wrong? I'll go, stop trying to read my face. Nothing is wrong. I'm just thinking. And so I'll have to define my behavior because I notice even my facial expressions ramp up. And if you know me or client of mine, I'm sure you can chuckle a little bit about that. I think Becca used to read my, from pre, Becca was in one of the recovery episodes. She used to read my facial expressions and, you know, we kind of laugh about that. So if you know me, you know that I, that kind of happens for me too. So if I have a weird look on my face, I'll explain it. I'm just thinking, I smell something funny. I'm just, you know, whatever it is. So in conclusion to today's episode, as you're looking at the revving up, don't just look at your revving up as something that exists only within the context of an episode. Make sure you understand that it could be revving down when feeling empty, feeling sad, feeling anxious, feeling nervous, feeling like hopeless and meaningless and like you want to die. That's revving too. Take a step back during your revving and make sure that you're expending that energy, re-regulating if need be. And then ask yourself, once you're feeling a bit calmer and you're able to create space, ask yourself if the behavior that you were about to engage in within this revving up is displaying your true intention 
And if not, move forward and explain to the person you're in relationship with what your intention is. And if you don't have anyone right now that you're in relationship with, practice it with yourself. Take, try to look at yourself from the outside looking in and say, what is my behavior showing? What are my intentions and do these match? And how can I change my behavior so that my intentions are shown first and not just the revving up? Awesome. Thank you so much for listening. And I'll look forward to talking with y'all next week for another episode of From Borderline to Beautiful. All right. So today's question is, how do you create depth? So I did an episode about depth a while back, and I've had many people ask this question. And the other day in session with someone, I had a light bulb go off and I thought, oh my gosh, that's how you create depth. So I'm going to briefly address this here, and then I'm going to do a a longer episode about it. So if you're out there and you're looking to create more depth, or maybe your person that you're in a relationship with or family or friends say, all you ever talk about is your emotions. I can't do this again. All you ever talk about is your BPD. Can we talk about something else, right? They're referencing depth and wanting you to show more of yourself. But what I realized is that depth isn't just about hobbies. It's not about you talking about things that you're doing with your time. Depth requires a range of emotions. So working on identifying what your emotions are, you can use a DBT workbook for that. There's a workbook by Daniel Fox. He's awesome. A lot of people love his workbook. We are coming out with a workbook. It's just taking longer than I expected and anticipated, Um, but can't continue to hold on for that. In the meantime, Daniel Fox is awesome. So you want to start identifying when am I revving up? What is my original emotion that began at the beginning of the rev? How can I put a word to it? For example, am I devastated or am I just disappointed? And then once you have this handle on what emotion you're actually feeling, then you want to convey your intentions and convey your behavior to the person that you are in relationship with using this broader range of emotions So if you're starting this process of wanting to have more depth, in addition to having hobbies, this is something that you can definitely do. Awesome. Thank you so much for your questions. Keep sending them in. Have a great week, everybody. for listening that was from borderline and beautiful a production of skeeter's strength mindset coaching systems we help frustrated individuals resentful couples and disconnected families navigate through tough times visit us on the web at skeetersstrength.com if you like this show remember you can hear it on anchor or apple Podcasts or pocket cast or any app you use to listen to podcasts subscribe to get a new episode every monday Next time on the show, we're going to continue our eating disorder series. If you want to get in touch, you can leave me a voice message. Some of you had some comments and questions from last episode, so let's hear them. I'd love to hear whatever questions you have too. Just download that Anchor mobile app, search for 
from borderline to beautiful and tap the message button to send me a voice message. So, if you like this podcast, not only can you download that Anchor app, but you can help us get this message out to so many more people. Head over to Apple and offer us that five-star rating and let me know what you're thinking about some of our material. The more stars and higher rating we get, the more people will have access to From Borderline to Beautiful, hope and help for individuals with BPD.